is so important that others understand those circumstances that are going on that we may not even think are relevant to share with them. But as we provide information and context, really, context is really critical here, then they will begin to help us as leaders to accomplish our goal. If that administrator, if I had taken the time to stop and explain what was going on and said, look, I need help for this patient, then I guarantee you that administrator would have been willing to just come alongside and help me. So that is a lesson that We really want to encourage the people we lead to have that critical thinking. And one of the ways to do that is by providing them context. Hi, my friend. Welcome back to the Powerful and Passionate Healthcare Professionals Podcast. I'm your host, Sabrina. I am a cardiothoracic surgery PA, a public health practitioner with a background in neuroscience and a peak performance coach. I'm here to empower you, an ambitious healthcare professional with a demanding career, just like me, to become a confident leader who are living fulfilled and purposeful so you can be both a powerhouse in your career and a passionate person in life without feeling overwhelmed, underappreciated, or undervalued. As a bonus, we're hosting an online summit just for you live starting on July 27th to August 1st with 18 experts in our field to give you a recharge in life. All the proceeds will be donated to the Brave of Heart Fund, which supports healthcare professionals and their family who has passed away due to COVID-19. But it is free to join. So hop over to sabrinarumbach.com forward slash summit to find out more. You can also see the link in our show note. In the meantime, let's continue our journey for your powerful and passionate life with today's episode. Hi, my friend. This is Sabrina. Nice to have you coming back to another episode with us. And today... We have the honor of having Dr. Darling A. Mayo with us. She's a neurosurgeon and a neuroscientist who helps healthcare professionals and other high achievers reach peak performance of mind, body, and spirit using groundbreaking techniques in neuroscience so you can unlock your full potential. She and I actually met over a year ago through speaking organization and community, we truly just clicked because our mission are so similar in a way. And we have since done different summits together with uh, healthcare professional empowerment, women empowerment, and various things. And the most recent one, which is this episode came from, is our whole week-long summit for healthcare professionals with 21 incredible experts. And if you wanted to still donate to our mission, which helps healthcare professional and their family who has passed away due to COVID-19, you can still get that donation bundle. 100% of your contribution is going to the Brave of Heart Foundation. And what you get is build a legacy with your family with simple and real constructive methods, become the leader and team member that your organization cannot afford to lose and feel good and look good. So you can give the best of you. Now what's left of you for your patients and your loved ones and much more. 
there are actually seven different themes in this summit. So you can still grab that bundle. Go to sabrinarunback.com forward slash summit bundle. All right, let's continue on today's episode. And Dr. Mayo really helps other healthcare professionals through online coaching programs, workshops, private consultant to bring your passion back to your career, revitalize your relationship and elevate your energy. And she's sharing with us her three mistakes that made her a better leader. Well, hello, everyone. I am so excited to be here talking to you today. Sabrina, thank you so much for inviting me. Now, today, I am going to be talking to you about three leadership mistakes that made me better. This is an interesting topic, right? Because a lot of people don't like to talk about their mistakes. But as I go back and think about my career, where did I learn the most? right? Did I learn the most by watching somebody perform a flawless surgery? Absolutely not. Where I learned is when people made mistakes and I saw how they recovered from them, right? And then even in my own life, looking at when I made mistakes, let me tell you, when I made a mistake one time, I generally did not make that mistake again. So I'm just going to be vulnerable here and share with you guys some leadership mistakes that I made what I learned out of them, because here's the situation. There is always something good that you can take away. And certain decisions I made, I like to go back and think, all right, what is good in this situation that I can carry forward with me? And then what is it that I need to let go of because it wasn't working? And there's actually nuggets in each of these. So I'm going to talk about three different areas here. The first one is around identity. The second one is around delegating. And then the third one is really around communication. So you're going to hear a little bit different slant than you've probably heard before in many leadership talks. So here, let's get started. So I'm going to tell you a story. This was, I was a brand new attending neurosurgeon. I've probably been in practice two months and I had a PA and who was probably 24 years old. So brand new, straight out of PA school. So here we are, you know, green eyed, just together, trying to figure this thing out. And we were literally running through the halls of the hospital on this day because there was a patient that needed something immediately. So we're running through the halls. And then those of you in the medical profession know that a lot of times, a lot of us, we like to use humor to make situations a little lighter. It's just something we do. We don't mean any disrespect to anybody for it, but we just use humor. You know, it helps to relieve stress in some cases. So my PA said something funny to me and I can't remember what it was at the time. It was one of those things that just made me really start laughing. She started laughing. So now here we are running through the the halls of the hospital. We're both cracking up, okay? We run into an administrator, fantastic, right? And he stops me and he's like, Dr. Lobel, that was my name at the time. I wasn't married at the time. He's like, Dr. Lobel, it's like, what are you doing? It's like, you cannot act like that. You are a leader in this hospital. What will people think? And I thought, oh my gosh, what did I do? And then I thought, what is he talking about? I'm not a leader. I'm, I'm a neurosurgeon, you know? I'm not leading anything. I'm not chair of my department. I'm not leading anything. But I thought about what he said. And I realized, you know what? People do look to me as a leader, even then, even though I was a new attending neurosurgeon. And it's all about perspective. So I think sometimes that 
we don't even realize our identity. A lot of people look up to those in the medical profession as leaders. And I think it is really, really critical to understand who you are, how you are perceived. That is something really, really important. And then the lesson I learned from this, right, is I think that other people need to understand why you are making decisions that you are making, why you are taking action that you need to take, because this is what I thought about. You know, that, that administrator, he had no idea what was going on. He didn't know that we were actually running towards a patient to save their life. And, you know, it was just coincidental that we happened to be laughing at the same time. We weren't just running around the hospital like four-year-olds, right? Which is how it appeared. So he didn't understand. He had a knowledge gap about why our behavior was a certain way. All right. And as a leader and having been led by many, right, as going through medical school, going through residency, we had leaders. And there were many times that they would say, Darlene, look, this is how you do it. And this is the way it is. Period. The end. I don't want a discussion. I don't want an argument. You know, how does that make you feel as a person? I'll tell you how it made me feel as a person was completely insignificant. So understanding having the people that you are leading, understanding circumstances, right? The why behind your decisions is really critical. Otherwise, really what you're doing is squelching their creativity and their critical thinking. Critical thinking in the brain, it's very much in the same centers where creativity is. And so as leaders, it is so important that others understand those circumstances that are going on that we may not even think are relevant to share with them. But as we provide information and context, really, context is really critical here, then they will begin to help us as leaders to accomplish our goal. If that administrator, if I had taken the time to stop and explain what was going on and said, look, I need help for this patient, then I guarantee you that administrator would have been willing to just come alongside and help me. So that is a lesson that we really want to encourage the people we lead to have that critical thinking. And one of the ways to do that is by providing them context. Now, that is not to say that we can't make decisions that are unpopular sometimes, because as leaders, you know, sometimes we have to make unpopular decisions, right? But allowing people to have a voice is really critical. And that's something that I do as I lead others in my company and in my environment is to help them feel empowered for critical thinking. So that is number one. Uh, number two, I wanted to talk about delegating. So I am a person that has always is a perfectionist, right? And I used to love to micromanage things, all right? And then there was a situation where when I was working up at Cleveland Clinic, I was practicing as an attending neurosurgeon and I was running clinical trials and I was teaching. So triple threat. What does triple threat mean? Well, actually it's a triple threat to you as a provider <laughs> if you are not careful because triple threat can lead to burnout for you. So as I was micromanaging so many things, that really led to a lot of burnout. But one day, here's what happened. I think there was an abstract that was due based on some research we were doing. And I didn't realize when the deadline was. I had a medical student that I was working with. And usually I would give her very clear parameters as far as, okay, this is what I think the interpretation of the results is. Please write it up and then let her do this, right? Well, this one day she came to me and she's like, 
Um, yeah, so it's due tomorrow. <laughs> I did not even analyze the data. So I said, okay, Becky, here you go. All right, take it and run with it. And that was an incredibly powerful moment for me because that was the moment that she started thinking and realizing that she was able to actually make these discoveries on her own. So that was very, very powerful for her. And if I had not chosen to let go at that particular time, then she would have missed that insight. I mean, would she have gotten it eventually? Probably. But the earlier we know what our capabilities are, who we are, and what our capabilities are, the more successful we can be at accomplishing the mission that we have been called to. All right. Now, I don't advocate, and I never did in the operating room, leaving a junior resident to do a spinal fusion or remove a brain tumor, right? We have to think about these things. But know that as someone that the pendulum has swung both ways where I've really micromanaged everything and then I've really let the reins go that you can actually delegate more than you think you can delegate. All right. So learn bits, you know, you have to move that pendulum in, in cases of life or death, obviously with surgery or medicines that you have to do that slowly. But there are many times that you can actually let go that you don't know. And uh, really that point was hammered home for me as I became an entrepreneur. And this was probably three years ago, I attended a, a Tony Robbins seminar. And one of the things that he said, and I loved this, he was talking to people that were either six-figure business owners wanting to go to seven figures or seven figures wanting to go to eight figures. Okay, that's just who the audience was. And he said something really, really powerful. He said, you are not the magic. And I love that phrase, especially in medicine. You know, a lot of times we think we know it, that's the way it is. And we are the only ones who can do these things, but that's actually not the truth. All right. The truth is that you can actually be much, much more effective by empowering others. And sometimes that means throwing them in the deep end of the pool with the parameters that we've already talked about. So that is really the second lesson around delegating. So did it right, did it wrong? And that's the lesson that I pulled out of that. And then the third mistake that I made, and this one's a hard one to talk about, okay? It does not put me in a good light, but you know, here you go. You're just gonna hear it anyway. And it's around communication. And so, I have always been a very, very strong advocate for my patients. And anytime that I would see that there was not optimal patient care being delivered by somebody, I've been very, very vocal about it, right? And that goes against a lot of the things they teach you as a leader. You are supposed to praise in public. And you are supposed to criticize in private, correct? Yes, absolutely. That is what you are supposed to do as a leader. I, a lot of the times, did not do that. And I would call somebody out and criticize them in a public way because I was concerned about the patient getting the care that they needed right then. So what did that lead to? Well, it led to me going to some emotional intelligence classes, which actually was a really, really good thing, right? Because I learned a lot about communication skills and how to really be kind and criticize at the same time, right? And re really not criticize, but to redirect and thinking about 
what is that goal that you are trying to accomplish, right? Because I think sometimes we get caught up in the moment and we forget about what the mission is, okay? And so what I learned from that is that calling somebody out, you know, yelling at them even, is not effective to actually getting done what needs to get done. But what I did pull out of it is that it is also important to speak the truth. And this is something that I teach a lot of people about, right? In fact, the medical professionals and other high achievers that I work with, the way I get them breakthrough in their physical and mental health and their relationships and in their finances is by helping them to uncover things that are lies and discovering the truth. What is truth for themselves, right? That is how we break through. That is how we break free. So from those experiences around communication where, you know, a lot of people would say, that was a horrible way to be a leader. And and I agree, don't yell at people in public. You know, it's not ideal. But what do you take away from that? At some point, it's important to be sure that the truth is being brought to the surface and understanding the balance in how to do that respectfully. You know, I am also a Christian and one of the Bible verses that I like It's speaking the truth in love. So sharing what is true, but doing it in a respectful way to others. So those are my three mistakes that I made. And and here's what really I have learned through all of this. People like to be respected, right? But more importantly, they like to feel empowered. And think about this for a moment. Do you want the people that are following you, all right, whether it's in your business or in a public setting, whatever it is, do you want people who are critically thinking for themselves to follow your leadership because they believe that you have made decisions based on critical thinking, or do you want them to follow you because out of fear? or out of another reason, a a feeling of obligation. Because a lot of leaders do not realize, we do not realize that sometimes people follow us out of fear and obligation. But what's the goal as a leader? Is it to just lead people to a particular place? I don't believe that at all. I believe leadership is about teaching others how to be leaders in their world. It's going back to that proverbial, do you, someone who's hungry, do you give them a fish or do you teach them how to fish? So as a leader, yes, be an example, but think about the ways that we can begin to empower critical thinking in those individuals that are following us, that work with us, and what that does also, because you're not the magic. You do not have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. Guess what? Perspectives different people that you are leading. They have different backgrounds, right? They have different experiences. And a lot of times they come up with incredible insights that you would not have that will actually help you to accomplish the mission that you've set out will make you a better leader. And it is a win-win situation in those cases. So that is what I wanted to share with you today about leadership. All right, my friend, how did you love this episode? Make sure to subscribe to our show so you can continue to build your positive intelligence for that beautiful mind of yours to live powerfully and passionate. I know this just 
the tip of the iceberg. You probably have a lot more question on actually how do I implement those things into my own life. Well, this is the solution. Joining us inside the private Facebook group. Go to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash powerful passionate where I go live weekly to answer any questions that you have and continue to put more resources for you to help you to get to that point. You can be both powerful and passionate where you're no longer working on any mundane work and truly focusing on the things that matter. You can be both powerful and passionate where you can overcome any mental roadblocks keeping you from success. You can be both powerful and passionate where you feel energized from the moment you woke up to the time you go to bed. Join me and together we can create a life where you can be both powerful and passionate.